Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back to the Run Dot Down post-game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel as well as the Strickland Podcast Network if you listen the day after. Knicks win 106-104 to 104 in regulation. Oh, man. I am one. I am still waiting for the day that this team can like grant us a, an easy win, just for our all of our mental health sake. But I don't think that day is ever going to come. No matter what this team does, it's it's remarkable how they'll 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 somehow place themselves in a position to almost lose the game. Um, every single night they play. It's quite remarkable. Um, I mean, down the stretch, I mean, the fact that this team had multiple double-digit leads in this game and blew all of them and found themselves to a point where they were a Tyler Hero miss away from losing this game at the buzzer. Um, It just speaks to all the things that we've been, been, you know, talking about on post-game the last... However many games it's been. Um, seasons, really. Seasons. Yeah, seasons at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we could start with RJ, um, the man who is getting the post-game interview um, by the guys in the studio on MSG Network right now, um, responded and played 40 minutes. Jesus Christ. Can can we find some middle ground? Like first he doesn't play all of the fourth quarter last game, and in this game it's just like here forty minutes. God damn! But yeah, 30, 30 points, eight eight rebounds, four assists on thirteen of twenty three shooting. Didn't hit any, hit any threes, but I mean tonight really didn't matter that much because the Heat really didn't have it going to the point where it was a threat for us to really match them with threes. I don't know um, that third quarter had me scared. I mean, every quarter has you scared as a Knicks fan. Okay, fair. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he he followed up um, a bounce back. Um, he had a bounce back performance um, following the previous game where he was benched for um, most of the fourth quarter, if not all of the fourth quarter in overtime um, versus the Lakers. Um, so it was really good to see RJ bounce back. Um, he showcased a lot of um, patience in the paint. Um, he was able to really take advantage of the Tyler Hero matchup. Whenever Tyler Hero was matched up on him, he immediately got to work and was able to get a basket or get some fouls. So, you know, it was good to see him take advantage of that matchup and not really force anything um, to to a detriment of the team. So, you know, that is always a plus. Um, every, time I tweet, every time I tweet about this nigga, he makes me look stupid. To not fight <laughs> out. It, it's... You know what? If it helps, it helps. Whatever, dude. I, I'm willing to look stupid if it means that he plays good games. Um, yeah, he was arguably. I think I don't think it arguably. No, actually, no. He was the best player in the mix tonight. Uh, I want to say best player in the game because Bam went nuts. But like, he was the best player for the Knicks tonight. Thirty points on twenty three shots, even when he didn't hit any threes, is really good. Very efficient night from him. I think he did everything really well. It just kind of sucked that that second um, quarter where he just kind of shut his brain off and like drove into a bunch of dudes and just threw a bullshit. It was really rough. But otherwise, I think quarter one and the second half was good from him, especially the third quarter where he scored like I think 11 in the third quarter, which was huge for them building up that the second lead, second double digit lead of the game after they built up the first double digit lead digitally to a game and they lost it um but yeah really strong game from him really good finishing game from him which is what you want to see him do <clears throat> the five missed three sucks but like it is what it is as long as he's like getting to the cup and finishing um yeah also they're clowning me about the tweet uh i can read it off i said ah uh, RJ is just a nothing player. Year four, we're still seeing the same issues we've seen since Montverde. I don't know exactly when the Knicks will be a legitimate contender, but I'm certain RJ won't be a part of it. And now Schwinn is clowning me, saying, you somehow picked the best and worst day to get these RJ takes off. That kind of just speaks to 
I kind of just speaks to how this night has gone. But whatever, we're pushing agendas in a little bit. Just wait. Um, Art is a nothing player. I mean, that's it. That's it. It's a good night. It's a good night. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, good game from him. Really solid, encouraging game from him. I would like to see him build off of it. And if you keep making me look stupid, I'm okay with that. It's okay to be wrong. I just never am. You did. It's good because I had papers flying off my desk. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, I didn't even see that tweet. I didn't see a lot of tweets. I'm barely on Twitter these days. Work just keeps me out of the bullshit. loop now. Bullshit, let me see your likes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I I only be on Twitter on my commute home, and that's it. Um, and during Knicks games, unfortunately. Still got um, time. That's, that's where I get my rage out, so... You know, he, he still got enough time to thirst over white. Oh man. my gosh! Anyways, let's talk about the Knicks. Um, RJ was followed up by um. Oh wait, we didn't even mention Jalen Brunson didn't play today. Um, non-COVID oh, yeah. illness. Um, you know, so that there was that. Emmanuel quickly started for him. He had eight point six rebounds, four assists. Um, some people are you know, you know they they were waiting for Emmanuel quickly to not have a double-digit scoring game to, you know, get some shitty takes off, whatever. Have your fun. Emmanuel Cookie still impacted the game, you know, in a great way. Defensively, he was able to disrupt things. I mean, like, he's Emmanuel quickly. Like, he's always going to find a way to do something. Like, even when he's not scoring like crazy, he's still giving you something. So, you know, and next game, he's going to get his shit right back, so. I'm not really worried about even you quickly. Um, and it wasn't yeah. even an off night, I want to say. Like, it wasn't an off night. I guess it was an off night because he was a, a, a plus minus of zero in the plus minus. So perfectly balanced as all things are. But, I mean, like, he still hit two threes, four assists, one turnover, played his usual good defense. Like, he had Gabe Vincent in hell. Um, Carly, Cody Martin was in – Caleb Martin was in hell, sorry. Yeah, like otherwise, solid game from him. Can't really complain about, too much about it. It just wasn't pretty for the box score. And that's yeah, fine. and that's what most people like to watch these days. Um, Julius Randle um, followed up RJ Barrett's um, 30 points with 23, 10, and 6 with three steals. Was named an all star today. Yes, sir. Um, the, yes, sir. Second, Shut the fuck the up. It's my time. time. Anyway. Yes, sir. Say it again. What was he doing today? An all-star. Maybe get my shit off. All right. I mean, today, does that really mean anything? I mean, look at the names ah! that also got named an all-star. Don't care. We take what we can over here. They said I was wrong. They told me I was dumb. We live y'all in a world where Jaron Jackson Jr. Year. is an all-star. Y'all called, y'all clowned me all offseason. Y'all was telling me I was dumb. Y'all saved Trenton to the Hornets, to the Suns. Y'all was making packages for DeAndre Ayton. Y'all were nasty and filthy, and you knew you were nasty and filthy. And you know what? Now I got my nuts in y'all mouth. I won. Continue. Anyways, as I was saying, does All-Star really mean anything this year? I mean, if we look at the names that got named to All-Star team, it's a travesty. Jaron Jackson Jr., Drew Holiday. You got freaking DeMar DeRozan on, like, what, a 13th seed making the All-Star game? Like, what happened to our game of basketball? That The we coaches don't care about this stuff, though. Like, the Honestly, coaches... I saw a tweet, like, someone saying that, like, the coaches, they don't take this seriously. It's like, okay, if they don't take it seriously, then – What's the what's the hoopla when like fan voting gets a player in and like all these analysts get all up in arms about fan voting? Like if the coaches don't take it seriously, if the players don't take it seriously, why does it matter what the fans do? Like it shouldn't matter then because like like whoever gets in gets in like it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, but the K-pop wars of 2022 were hilarious. Watching like a bunch of K-pop idols like go to bat for Andrew Wiggins and Damian Lillard and shit. Made my day. <laughs> that shit was so funny. I need that back. Like, plus, like, it's just boring. Like, if you just have to vote, like, it, like voting through your NBA ID is whack. Like, the coaches not caring about this shit and basically sorting by PPG or by assist is whack. Um, I'm sorry, but how the hell did fucking Jaron Jackson Jr. get sorted by blocks? Blocks I, per game? Like, I don't know how he made it, though. 
I don't know. That was the most insane pick. I don't care what he is on the number, whatever seed in the West. Like, I don't give a damn. Like, that doesn't mean shit for all-star consideration. Like, yeah, he's a great defensive player. Like, put him in all defensive categories, all that other shit. I think it's kind of like he's going to win defensive player of the year. But, like... It's like, who the fuck was he defensive player of the year in the fucking all-star game? Like, that's not what we came to an all-star game to see. Come to see niggas jack up threes and dunk on niggas and shit. Like, we don't come to see that shit, bro. I knew all-star game in Utah was a bad idea. Just the dunk contest lineup and this just absolutely proves every single person's point of why you don't have the all-star game in Utah. Bullshit like this happens. Um, I just yeah. like, I mean, like, he's all right. I guess he, like, he's putting up 18 and six. Like, I mean, eight, no, putting 16. up 16 and a half. And... <laughs> 16 and a half points per game, man. Man. Get, yo. Yo. Jalen Brunson couldn't even make it, man. I, I, and, and, Drew, and that's what Drew I was leading to. Drew Holiday making it over a Harden. No, forget Drew. Forget like Brunson for a second. Even though he should have made it. Like Drew Holiday making it over Brunson, making it over Garland, and making it over Harden is wild. He like the sixth best guard in the East on a good day. Like Giannis got to be cashing in somebody. I don't know, bro. But like. I I hate this I hate this thing where it's like oh if you're like one of the top seeds in the in the in the in the in like your conference you like automatically by default get and, like two guys and like, it never shouldn't be the case it never applies to the Nets and it never applies to the Celtics and even though the Sixers were good like Harden didn't make it I mean, I mean like, we... Nets Celtics and Bucks all got top two guys Mav um not Mavs um what you call it um Grizzlies got two guys like I just don't understand like. This by default two guys shit like it shouldn't. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Demar Derozan making it for whatever reason because he gets mid range shots. I guess it moves niggas. Um, I don't know, man. That All Star was wild. Like watching those results come out in real time. When they said Jared Jackson Jr., I was like, this feel like some kind of. Reparation. I was floored. This is not the reparations I wanted, bro. I'm sorry. Like you, Jared Jackson. Desmond Bain should have made it over Jared Hatcher Jr. if you took it from that team. Like, how the hell, like, De'Aaron Fox ain't make it. Anthony Edwards ain't make it. Paul George made it. Like... I I ain't even the biggest fan of those dudes, but, like... Like, Paul George is fine, whatever. Like, he got the numbers for it, but, like, what? I don't know, man. Whatever. Um, Anyways, back to Nick's ball. Nick's talk. Um, You know, Julius Randle opened up the game pretty hot from three thought it was probably going to be one of those games where he hits like seven threes or whatever it was not the case um you know i thought he did a fine job of um not getting in the way too much um it's so funny uh and the games it's like no matter what happens at the end of the game something like uh, like there's going to be a blunder with him like the fact that he like just like randomly slipped as he was catching the ball and then they reviewed it and i literally typed out i was like i'm pre-laughing at the bs that's about to happen because i knew the heat were going to win that challenge i knew they were going to give the heat possession because bam had the ball right after it happened and then tyler hero gets off a pretty like for tyler hero that's a pretty decent look and i was like damn if that goes in that would be one of the worst that would be this, this would be like Right after the Mavericks lost, that would probably be like the second worst loss that the Knicks had this year. Oh yeah, easily. with all the bullshit easily. that happened from that like turn from like that RJ pass that turned into like a turnover that turned into like a recovery by us where Hartenstein gets the ball. It's like so that play was wild. That play was absolutely wild. Like watching that in real time, I was like, "What the hell is this?" I literally had my like my jaw literally dropped. I was like, yep. "What the hell is going on?" Like, like, I got mad, and then I got happy, and then I got mad, and then I was happy, and I was like, "I didn't even waste time like fluctuating through emotions." I was just like, "What the hell is going on?" No, that's gonna be a Shaq and a Fool classic. That'll be a banger. Like Jesus Christ! That but even crazy. then, we go up five with five seconds to go. And we still end up having a finding a way to almost they lose somehow, the game. They, they somehow give up an open three, dog. Like what were they thinking? They give up an open three, then they, they then they have the turnover. It's just like, oh my gosh, this team—they don't make anything easy for their fans at all. Like, 
When's the last time we had a good, honest blowout? When's the last time we had a good, honest, like, inbounds play? The Alex Burks disease of last year might have just caught the entire team. It's not Alex Burks disease. It's a Thibs disease. He doesn't know how to draw up inbounds plays. He's an idiot. God, dude. Not to mention, like, Grimes could have just thrown it off Shrews' back. It was right there. He could have just thrown it off Shrews' back and then probably cussed the rim because everybody else was on, was on the weak side. Like, I don't. I don't know, dog. This team, was, is, it's, this team is remarkable in like all the worst ways. I don't know how the hell they make this loss feel like. Like it's, I'm happy they won. I'm happy they won. Obviously, I'm always happy with the Knicks win. But like, damn, you just kind of feel they're going like it should not have been that difficult. But it's, like, whatever they won. So hey. Yeah. Um. Quentin Grimes. Um. Pretty solid game. Hit some threes tonight for once. Like, thank God. Um, 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, um, six to nine from the field, three of five from three, hit one of the biggest threes in the game. Um, very timely open three off of a RJ drive that led to a pass to Julius, who quickly passed it out to the corner for Grimes to get that three. I thought that was a great ball movement on that play. A lot of people are using like the ball movement at the end of the game as an indictment on Jalen Brunson. Um, I, 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 I'm I'm like I'm not really trying to like like shill for Jalen Brunson or anything like that or like make excuses for him, but like I just think that like teams they they naturally just embrace a new style of play once like their main ball handler or their top guy is out. Like their teams are kind of kind of forced to like adapt and play with more ball movement when guys when certain guys are out. Um, it would be nice if we can implement you know elements of that style when Jalen Brunson comes back, because I think that would be beneficial to not just Jalen Brunson, but everybody on the team. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, I just... But you do like the ball movement, though. I feel like this is the first time they look competent against the zone in, like, three years. In three years, this is the first time they look competent competent against the zone. And it turns out using Obi Toppin, being able to flash to the middle of the the court – using Hartenstein as a playmaker and an offensive hub in the high pose. Shit that we've been talking about since the moment this team was formed heading into the season. And it turns out, hey, everybody benefited because Deuce had his best game in a month. And Hartenstein looked really competent as a passer. He had one assist, but I feel like a lot of those hockey assists that he generated just off of his ability to playmake out of the um, high post was really good. And Obi Toppin had seven points in the fourth quarter. And he was able to build up that lead against a double digits before the Heat came back and did the Heat shit. But, like, clearly, clearly there's a good team in here with a lot of ball movement, a lot of passing, and a lot of sound direction making. But, like, we just don't utilize it all that much. So, thanks, Jalen Brunson, for getting the bubble guts. Uh, And maybe, maybe... I hope, I pray that this unlocks something within our head coach to be like, we should do more movement sets. But, like, I doubt it will happen. You did. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. I know. I know. Sadly. I would like to dream. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the movement was great tonight. Definitely was something that, you know could benefit this team as a whole on the year, um, especially in the clutch. I mean, there was not a lot of, I mean, like RJ did a lot of like, like I don't, sort of isolation tw- down the stretch, but like a lot of his drives led to like passes and shit, which is like not the case when Jalen Brunson is playing. When Jalen Brunson is playing and he has the ball at the end of the games, he's driving to get a basket, like one way or another. He's trying to get either, free throws or he's trying to manipulate the defense in order to get himself an opening to get a basket. Um, I really don't have a problem with it that much because it usually works for him. Um, There are nights where it doesn't work where you're like, Hmm, maybe we should have done more movement, but I just think more movement overall over, you know, the course of the season probably would have helped a lot of our guys. Um, Yep. I just, it, it helped Deuce a ton. I feel like Deuce had his best game was because like he got to touch the ball. He got to make some um, plays. 
like off cuts and stuff like that. There was one play where like Hardenstein has the ball and like 10 feet away from the basket. He's basically telling Deuce to cut. And then like Deuce is able to like run around a little bit. I think he beats maybe Struess. He might have like beat Struess to the basket, gets a cut, gets an easy lay. Like those are the plays that Deuce should be like thriving off of. Like he just needs to get cheap and easy buckets. And this team doesn't generate a lot of cheap and easy buckets. They don't really do um they don't really run in transition. They don't generate a lot of events. So getting cheap buckets is like hard to come by. And they were able to get cheap buckets tonight. And that benefits players like Deuce. It benefits players like Obi. Hell, it benefits players like Randall. And when they're able to do that, they're able to thrive. So hopefully it'll stay. But again, I'm skeptical. Yeah, always skeptical with this coach because, you know, things never the, – the good things that we should keep doing, it never happens um, or it never happens consistently. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Obi – um, shout out to Evan Fournier. I tweeted this. I said, shout out to Evan Fournier. He like actually got Obi one of those leak out baskets that we haven't seen in quite a long time. Um, just like getting a quick rebound off of like a short miss and just launching it down court. Obi was able to get it, lay it up. Um, that was his, I think, his last basket of the night. But like he also had like a three, and then he had like this fadeaway basket coming through, um, cutting through the middle. Um, so you know. Just a variety of different ways to score for Obi tonight, which was very encouraging to see. Um, because it's like this is what people are talking about when you're like, you can use Obi. Um, it's like you can use Obi in these variety of ways. Like you don't always have to park him in the corner. Um it's so weird how like, you know, certain players get fully optimized when like a player gets hurt. Like it's so weird. Like Dibs is finally able to, you know, like do some different shit. Um, someone also said like, um, it's so Someone tweeted, they're like, every time Thibs' seat gets hot, Nick's like always pull out like some improbable win or some shit like that. So like, Tibbs with his back to the wall when he has the coach be turned into Tyloo. It's dumb. Like maybe turn into Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Melt, like my child. And we still end up looking like Larry Brown on the clutch. But like, yeah, man, I just it worked tonight. I hope he like somehow like I just kind of feel like he goes so game by game that like he basically dumps all this information out because he's like well Jalen didn't play so it doesn't matter so but, Jeff has a thread going because he cannot make the post game so I will share some of his thoughts and we can discuss them as we go um, so he says um, he has to start with RJ port late game decisions aside the reason he has the highest ceiling on the team is his ability to get to the rim consistently he made a bunch of good reads tonight yes definitely agree I think we also mentioned this um he showed great patience in his reads, um, taking advantage of mismatches with Tyler Hero, especially. I mean, he was seeking out Tyler Hero in screen actions and stuff like that to get him on him so he can get downhill. And when he got downhill, he was able to make decisions, whether it was with the pass or with taking layups or um, shots in the post. So, you know. Definitely yeah. good stuff from RJ tonight. It's stuff that you wish you could see on a consistent basis, which which is why it makes him so frustrating to watch because it's like you see like when the good shit happens in a game, like this is what it looks like. And like, you're like, man, if you can just do this like more often, then yeah, it'd be wonderful. Yeah. I I think that's why it's so tantalizing with RJ Barrett. Unlike Cam Brenner's shit. Like I had to throw a little shot in there. Um, yeah, I was wilding today with that whole free camp writer stuff. Anyway, um, y'all niggas is wasting trees, <laughs> wasting paper, typing up bullshit and posting it on fucking subway system and shit, man. What's Dog. wrong with y'all? Man, think he an Avenger? Like, what you think you trying to do? Talk about free camp reddish. Like, it's camp reddish, dog. I, like, I I never seen someone like take such a hold of a fan base or like parts of a fan base and just like mind control them like this. Oh, they still talk about Anthony Edwards clip and high and AAU tape. It, it's over with. Anyway, the clip burning now. I guess we could talk about cameras later today, but like, yeah, man. Like, I I really did like RJ Barrett's decision making aside from. Like um, Frank said, the uh, late game decisions. But I feel like his 
overall his scoring was really strong and really impactful and necessary for this team. Definitely. Um, let me get back to Jeff's thread here. Um, he also said Randall is next. There cannot be a more volatile player in the league than him. The Julius Randall experience is unparalleled. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, still, he's making more timely. He's making more timely plays than ever before. His help on the final play may very well have bailed RJ out. All star. Indeed, it's an experience, but when it's good, it's good, man. It's a toxic relationship that you can't quit. Can you just like, hmm, the the WAP is too good. You just like, yeah, I gotta keep coming back for more. But you know, she'd be like, she'd be like keying your car and shit. Um, that's the Julius Randle explanation in a nutshell. It's like being the Latina. That's wow. really it. Wow. All right. Grimes was awesome <laughs> on both ends. He defended Butler as well as he could have, as as could have expected, could have been expected. His shot finally fell. More importantly, his decision making in the paint continues to impress. Yeah, I mean, there was a play down the stretch where like he got the ball and was able to dish it to Hartenstein to get a basket, yep. and it, that's when it looked like the Knicks were like, yeah, they were. They got the ball five. Yeah, got the five. Huge, yeah, got huge. Five. huge then, plays by Grimes on the stretch. And then the Hartenstein, or like he gets the steal, he tips the grind, and Grimes immediately passes to Randall again, brings them up five. This was Grimes' best game in a long, long time. And it was because he took the threes, which is really good to see. He only took five threes today, but he only had nine shots. So I'm and okay. They went with in. That. And they went in. And he had all of his two point shots going as well. Three assists, a steal, no turnovers, one personal foul. And the defense of Jimmy Butler was wah. Like, Jimmy Butler must have been in his bag over not making the All Star team, whatever. But that man looked absolutely lost tonight. And that's because Quentin Grimes gave him that wiggity wiggity work. So happy to see it. Um, Quentin Grimes had Jimmy Butler in jail. And yeah, that's all I had to say. He had he had Jimmy Butler in jail, and it's hard to keep Jimmy Butler in jail. And the fact that he only did it with one foul, good to see. Yep. Jeff also says quickly continues to be a winning player in the highest of manners. His defense was incredible. Offensively, he he made an effort to get the team into sets and get the ball moving. Forces could have easily been 12, and he did it without dominating the ball or over-dribbling. Um, yeah. I mean, he continues to be steady even when he's not scoring, you know, with the passing, with the defense. I mean, even the rebounds, he had like six rebounds today. Like, he's always providing something on the court, and you know. Yeah, like, the guy just does all the little things. Like, you'll never – like – he could have the 20-point game where he drops a triple-double or whatever. We've seen that. But he could also have, like, nine points, six assists, five rebounds, and have, like, a plus-minus of 20 just because he just he's in the right spot at the right time. That's what Emmanuel quickly is. He's just always in the right spot at the right time. And this team needs more players like that, and you could never have enough players like that in the league. So another good game from him, even though it doesn't look pretty in the box score. But ultimately speaking, he's still at 56 true shooting. And... The quick hive is eating, thriving, and living. Yeah. Um, also, he says, Sims and Hartenstein didn't love either of their performances, but our heart was definitely the better of the two. Definitely agree. Active hands in passing lanes and battle on defensive glass. I need them to stop having Nerlens Noel hands, though. Definitely agree. They definitely both have Nerlens Noel hand syndrome, whatever that is. Um... Just hoping that gets better. Yep. Uh, I don't think Hardenstein's game was that bad. I feel like he had a really solid game. I wish he, like, finished more layups. But, like, ultimately, I kind of felt like he had a solid game. I think it was good enough for him. And I just, like, the the minus 14 does not do him justice. Like, the minus 12 doesn't do Obi Top injustice. Like... He absolutely was pivotal down the stretch of that game. It was their first half minutes that yeah that tanked them. Their first half was absolutely atrocious. Like I never wanted to see Evan Fournier again after his first half. The second um, half, he won me back. His second half, he was all right. Um, which brings us to Jeff's last comment. 
which is du- which includes Deuce Fournier and Obi, may have very well saved the game in the second half. Obi taught the team how to beat a zone by flashing to the middle. Hell wow, yeah. what about a surprise! Time. About time. Uh, Fournier and Deuce wouldn't let the ball stick. Deuce hitting catch and shoot threes. He had a bunch of explanation points after those. Definitely a huge Deuce hitting those threes in the corners. Um, yep. The Knicks had 10 corner threes today. I think they said that's the most by a team um, this season so far. So What? 10? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 10 made corner threes. I think. All right, dude. Sure. I don't know if that's that can be um, actually verified, but um, I'll take it. I'll take it. I like the Knicks hitting threes. I like yeah. hitting, I like the Knicks hitting corner threes, the easiest three to hit. Um, so yeah, I'll take it. Um, uh, but um, shout out to the Knicks. You know they're able to grind this one out. Um, you know, despite all our complaints about them making these games um, as you know cardiac as possible, as everyone likes to call them, the cardiac Knicks. Um, Not in the good way either. Yeah, not like cardiac Kemba, but like cardiac Knicks isn't like, oh my god, are the Knicks about to lose this game in like the worst way possible? Um, but you know, shout out to them for being able to, you know, beat a team that's ahead of them in the standings. That will definitely go a long way, you know, as we try to like inch our way up out of the play in, hopefully, um, as the year goes by. Um one game you know, back, baby. One game back. Yeah, and being without Jalen Brunson and Mitchell Robinson and still being able to, you know, beat this Heat team with the performances that, you know, bam um hero and Struess were able to put up i think that was a pretty you know solid win hopefully we can carry this momentum into the game versus the clippers um before we head into comments it's time for everyone's favorite part of these shows nba fans it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba This week, new customers can bet just $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right. Let's see what the comments have to say. Um, Chris Bernhard, great first comment. Um, something I tweeted and Ariel tweeted as well. Playing RJ with this random bench unit hurts both RJ and the team. There's no pen- uh, penetration unless RJ post ups and dribbles into a double, and there's no perimeter presence because no one can hit shots. Yeah, Ari- Ariel tweeted uh, he doesn't like seeing RJ being as the sole creator on the court. I also tweeted something similar to that saying, I said, what is the point of these RJ? Um, what's the point of this lineup, basically? Um, and it was RJ out there with like Deuce, Fournier, yeah. Um, yeah. Obi. It's like, dude, you're like hindering like not even just RJ, but like everyone else on the team because it's like everyone else is just gonna like stand and watch as RJ tries to post up or post up against um, Tyler Hero. There were a couple of um, chances where he was able to take advantage of it, but it's like this is not really like that's when the team really stifled offensively, and that's when the Heat were able to close the gap um, after we made like a pretty significant lead in the first quarter. Yeah, like our like we can talk about RJ Barrett's development as a scorer, but as a passer, he can be used much to be desired. Um, he just doesn't function well in those lineups because it just because our, let RJ Barrett cook time, um, and the fact that quickly wasn't in the lineup because he was starting only exacerbates that lineup because like Deuce is your quote unquote point guard, and Deuce is not an NBA level point guard. Yeah, uh, he's not the one that's creating in those in those sets too. He just like dumps yeah. off a pass to RJ in the post and see ya. Like, but ultimately speaking, um, Randall, I think Randall probably goes better with that. And I think Obi, because subbing out Randall early, putting Obi in the starters, and then having Randall run better the bench unit would probably be the better way to go about that. And we saw it early in the season um, when the winning streak started. And it allowed, allowed us to get um, quick grind deuce. And I think that's what they want. That's what they really should be wanting to do, is try to get quickly grimes and deuce on the court at the same time. 
having Raymond Lacourt also helps that, and then Harden's that or whatever. But like, yeah, I, I would rather see that kind of trade off. Take all, um, make Randall the first up. It just kind of sucks that Randall has these really good first quarters and you can't really take him out. But like, give and take. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane the way, you know, Thibs runs things. I mean, there was a point where Fournier was playing 10 straight minutes. It was like, what the hell? These these shifts that Thibs has these guys running are absolutely insane. Like, I don't know how he doesn't look around the league and see what other teams are doing, other coaches are doing with their players and, like, not even thinking to adjust. I mean, you play against teams every night that do way different shit than us, and some of them are more successful. Um but yeah, it bewilders me, um, which brings me to Chris's next comment, which is Stibbs has been coaching in this league since the invention of the TV. Yeah, he has no clue how to beat Zone D. It's the saddest thing ever. Um, I mean, hey, we got a little bit of a flash of that today. Thanks to Obi, you know, flashing to the middle and, you know, guys like Hartenstein getting some opportunities in the middle to, you know, do things. Yep. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll never see that again once Brunson is back and once Mitch is back. You know, we'll never see that type of stuff again because, you know, Dibs only does this type of shit when, you know, guys are injured and he's shorthanded. Um, but, yeah. Ah, we love Coach. We love Coach Tommy Dibs. We, we do. do not. <laughs> um... Yeah, Andre Cross says um, ball movement wasn't abysmal at certain points tonight. I wish they would lean into that. Don't we all? But we all know, like, once Brunson comes back, Dibs is going to, you know, hammer that late game offense of Brun let Brunson and Randall cook. One four clear, one four flat. You get it's not fun at all. It's we call it the Dykeman offense. You go on, it's just a straight up ISO, the YMCA offense, the rec offense. Man just says you cook or you, you cook or you fall flat. So. I, I just don't get it, but yeah, I definitely agree. Um, leading into the ball movement, I mean, I think that's a huge part of why Grimes had such a good game too. Like, he's someone that also feeds off of this like great ball movement that the team can showcase sometimes. Um, a lot of times he's just like standing out there. I don't think he really gets to get into a, a real rhythm when like he's just standing out in there in the corners and stuff like that. Um, what do I know though? I haven't watched the film three times about a coach. Ace <laughs> um, Bouchard says it was kind of annoying that the Knicks didn't adjust when the Heat stopped switching hero. I mean, it's the Knicks. You really expect them to adjust to anything? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it was annoying though. Um but I mean I think they were still able to, you know, make the most of their chances. I wish they would have done something else though. Cause that matchup was working for RJ very well. Um taking advantage of that. So like there was just one play, they ran it, and then when there was a there was a counter to it, like nothing happened. So yeah, as is the case most of the time um, with the Knicks. Eric Fernandez, he says, I would just like to point out the difference between Spolstra calling a play to get a clean inbound to Hero at the end and Thibs plays out of timeouts where they can't even get the ball in. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's uh, like at first we all thought, I guess, like it was Burks. But like if you look now, it's like Burks is gone. Zola one she the other guys here. Um maybe it's the coach. Can't draw an impound play up. Um, but yeah. We can't draw inbound plays. Our late game execution leaves much to be desired. We end up unshacked in a full because of that Benny Hill ass 15 seconds and Julius are just slipping on the damn logo, trying to inbound the ball, like uh what is this team, dude? What is this team? A headache. Yep, that is what they are. Um, 
JL says this team really gave up two wide open threes on the final two possessions of the game. They are so lucky the most important one didn't go in. Yeah, that Tyler Hero one. Like I said, that so I thought was, it was going in. I thought it was going in. I I I tweeted out. I was like, I'm laughing at the the BS that's about to happen because I know something's about to happen after like the whole challenge situation. I was like, yeah, this is the point where you know the, things don't go the next way. We lose at the buzzer. Another heartbreaking loss for the Knicks. Wow. But thankfully, Tyler Hero missed it. But that was a really great look. Um, a, a win, for, a win for Black History Month. That's. Tyler Hero giving a game winner in Black History Month would have felt like a hate crime. I don't know. Not just me. Yeah. Um. Air Fernandez asks, why wasn't quickly bringing up the ball at the end? Great question. Um, at the end of games, quickly never brings the ball up. So that's that's one thing for sure. Like that's like. That is a, a a guarantee. That is a staple of the Knicks late game offense. If even if Brunson is not there, they're gonna like give it to RJ to bring it up. Like it's gonna be Brunson, RJ, or Randall bringing up the ball in crunch time. Um, but yeah, I think quickly would have done a good job bringing the ball up, getting guys you know the ball in the right spots. Um, definitely helping with breaking out of traps and stuff like that because quickly is good at that what yeah. do i know again not a coach don't i don't watch the film a million times so i don't know shit oh, oh man <laughs> um <laughs> jl says jimmy butler the only star in the league who not hooping in the garden he was damn near invisible this game hey let's not let's let's not talk too soon man we still play the heat like what three more times this year yeah, we played them twice. Um, twice in Miami, one more time in um, MSG. Yeah, yeah, like you don't want to, yo. Don't poke the boar. Don't poke the bear. What other said the boar? Don't poke the bear, man. Like with with our luck as Knicks fans, man, do not poke that bear of Jimmy Butler. You do not want him dropping thirty every single game against us like for the rest of the year like he could end up having shitters versus everyone else and saving his best games for us like that's the type of shit that's the type of luck we have as as Knicks fans also a top divinal quote from the presser the no thing way. I love the thing I love about RJ is that I always believe he's going to bounce back it's a great way for you know trying to excuse yourself from like being shitty with your man your minutes management and shit like that uh. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like it's like the shit that Shaq does. He like he'll like shit on a player and then like or he'll like say he doesn't know who they are, and he'll be like, "Oh, you know, I was just saying that to motivate them." It's like, no, you weren't, nigga. No, like, Shut he, up. He, he was talking about motivating everybody. Like Donovan Mitchell, he's trying to motivate. Why are you trying to motivate Donovan Mitchell, bro? Like, bro, you don't need to down. You don't need to motivate Donovan Mitchell. He's good. <laughs> trying to motivate Devontae Sabonis for what? Like, who you think you is, dog? Like, come on. Like, like they're good, I promise you. Like they'll be fine if you never said like you didn't know who the hell they were. Like they're okay. Like, <laughs> like, I, like Kobe was motivating dudes. That's different. When Kobe motivates you. You can't even talk about motivation. He, he was he was giving dudes challenges and shit. Like he was like, "Yo, do this. Yeah. Like aim for this." I'm saying, like, not bro. oh, I don't know who the hell you are. Like how does that motivate me? If anything, I'm just like, okay, the fuck. Like no, I'm sorry. Like Shaq can't talk about motivation, bro. That dude was fat. Half his career, oh he man was just fat for no reason, dude. And he knows he was fat. You can talk about motivation, trying to be like, oh, when I was younger, I would have did this. Shut up. Shut, shut the fuck up. Anyway, go back to making general commercials, okay? And being on inside uh, the NBA. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Virgil X says, is Thibs purposely trying to ruin the next point differential to make himself look better? That's an interesting theory. I like that. I like that theory. He is ruining the Knicks point differential. But wait, how does that make him look better though? He's like the coach of the Knicks. Like if the point differential looks bad, that's still like an indictment on him, isn't it? I don't know, man. Uh, if you want me to explain Tibbs' decision making, like I, I there's no logic to it. There's no logic, no scheme, nothing. Like you can't even put like a theory to it because even this theory, like it doesn't make sense. But like maybe it makes sense to Tibbs. Like I don't know. 
he doing all vibes and his gut feeling. That's kind of where I'm at. Pretty it much. Makes no, it makes no damn sense otherwise. <clears throat> um, Ace Bouchard says the inbounds playbook is to pass Randall right up the sideline and then watch him cook. And by cook, I mean leave the stove on and burn down the building complex. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, not wrong. Not wrong. It's not wrong based on what we see with Tom Thibodeau and Julius Randle in the, in, in fourth quarters. The, the slip might have been the worst move so far. Like, I like I really don't understand that slip. Like that was just bizarre. Like he he caught it and I guess he just slipped. Like there must have been some kind of wet spot. Like I don't it know, dude. Had to be, but like man. Yeah, he, he has the worst type of luck if that was a wet spot. So that just, at some point, it's just like you might have sold your soul for something. I don't know. They're just like, oh, yeah, you go. The first 43 minutes of the game, bro, you go dominate. The last five minutes, though, they go fuck you up. And he was like, deal, I'll take it. But like, golly, that's just <clears throat> that's another one to add to the blooper reel. Ooh, it's Bouchard. One positive of not having Brunson tonight was not giving Caveman Thibs the difficult decision of choosing between IQ Grimes and RJ. Very true. Um, we were able to see all three of them on the court in crunch time, um, you know, playing their respective positions, doing a pretty good job at them. Um, and yeah, they were able to make it cohesively work as we all assumed they would be able to. Um, it's just, yeah, when Brunson is is there, it makes it hard for him to, you know, play those three together because he doesn't want to go small because you can play those three together with Brunson. You just have Randall at the five instead of a traditional five. And I don't really know, do that. And I don't know if Randall at the five would have worked tonight. Um, yeah, definitely not tonight, but like certain matchups, you can definitely get away with it. Yeah. Like I think if you're playing against like, say for example, um, the team we play tomorrow, the Clippers, oh, not tomorrow, Saturday, the Clippers, like you can definitely go small against that lineup because it's fucking Zubash. Who cares? So, yeah. Like, yeah, I just, it's good that he didn't have to choose tonight, but he's going to choose more at some point. And if that trade happens, and you know the one I'm talking about. What trade? That trade. No, what trade? I really don't know. I'm the, like, OG, the OG trade, dude. But, like, what would be the actual trade? I mean, like, I guess, so if we're going off the news cycle, Masai wants young players over picks, which is basically his way of saying the Knicks offer is too good. I'm going to take it. Somebody give me some incentive not to take it. Um, if you read into, into the alliance, because like teams don't like you don't publicly announce bidding wars. It makes no sense. The last thing I saw about the OG thing was like some shit like Zach Lowe said, where he was like, also Zach Lowe's pushing mad water from Masai, so don't take anything he says to heart. Okay. Even then, I had to tweet, like, what the hell has our league become? Where, like, like, ultimately, I think this is either going to be two unprotected picks and, like, some scrubs or, like, one unprotected pick, two protected picks, and, like, a young player. Because, like, he's going to he's gonna command a decent hole. I think the Knicks are probably the front runners for him. Um, because, realistically, who the hell else is competing? Like Memphis can get involved in the Pelicans. It's like Memphis can get involved, but they don't really have that many picks to like really trade. And Pelicans have the picks, but they're not going to use them. Like you're not giving up the Lakers pick for OG and Obi. You're not giving up like maybe you give up like a Bucks 2027 pick or something like that. But like, it, like they don't have the picks, and they're not giving up like Dyson Daniels. Like I think what Masai wants is probably like Dyson Daniels with like Trey Jones or like Zaire Williams for the for the Grizzlies or even quickly or Grimes from here, um, but like he's not gonna get that. And the Knicks are like, well, we're giving you three picks, maybe something like the Knicks twenty twenty four unprotected pick, um, the Dallas pick this year, and then like uh, let's say Washington or Detroit, whatever, whichever one you want to do. But like nobody's beating that package realistically. The only way teams beat that package is to throw in, like, the really good picks they don't want to throw in for OG and Anobi. So, like, again, that Lakers pick, which right now, like, I don't even think it's – is it that? Like, it's 10th 
right now. So that would be a top, like, are you going to top 10 pick for OG and Anobi? I doubt it. Depends on if that team, if that team thinks that he makes the, he makes them that much better. I can't, I can't see a team throwing in a top 10 pick and then also giving up like other players. I just can't see it. Wild things have happened in this league. I mean, true, but like protected picks usually get you role players. Like Kevin Herter was got for protected pick, you know, um, Daddy is young went for a first at the deadline. So, like, he'll get a first. But... Seriously? Oh yeah, God. last year. Like, last year, dude, Derek White went for a first. Daddy is young went for a first. Like, first will get you role players. But my whole thing is, like, I don't I don't see a world where, like, they're going to get a Dyson Daniels or a T- um, Trey Murphy third or, like, a Zaire Williams. So, like, I think realistically they cut the best package because, like, someone like Cam or even someone like Obi – probably has like enough value with the with the pick that they give to like get you by so personally and i'm not saying this is like as a bias like i i do the next the lead just because like they have the capital but like for me with the oho og thing it's like oh he doesn't want to play fourth fiddle in toronto so why would he want to play fourth fiddle here you better shut the fuck up dog you could be the fourth fiddle anywhere you go you honestly play. really like you can be pissed about being the fourth fiddle but like that's that's really what you're capped at right now is your role in the nba like like you want to get a pop you, you want to get a pop in indiana that's what you want to do like if if you don't want to be the fourth fiddle like you best add some shit to your bag in the off season because right. like this is who you are this is who, who you've been the last couple of years so like you're not a chef. You're not an artist. You're a role player and rebounder and screen setter. That's what you are. Like you, you, you guard the team's best wing. And you hit your fucking threes. Shut the fuck up talking about oh, I want this bag. Like you got no bag. You got no bag. You got no wiggle. You can't get it off. You had that one game at MSG against us, and we was playing like dog shit. Oh, I hate that the Raptors players always get their shit off at of MSG, bro. That shit pisses me the fuck off. We single handedly get for every trade value, dog. We gave all of them trade value. All of them. Yeah. We gave all of them trade value. This is why everyone at the rigor just, like, sucks them dry. It's insane. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, like, ultimately, speaking, I, do think that, I do think that maybe this time next week we're talking about OG and it'll be being a Nick. But that's just me. Trade deadlines stream if I'm, oh, wait, no, I won't even be available for no. Yeah, we can't, do, we can't do a trade deadline stream. It'll be whoever's available on the Strickland to do it. Will yeah. be me. I think. I think I did it last time though. Yeah, we did it last. We did it last year. But we, uh, it'll be Schwinn and it'll be Schwinn and Jeff. We got to call in like his W fan. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's see. Let's get to another comment here. Meno F says, "I'm not sure if y'all talked about this already. We haven't." But Julius Randle said Johnny B talked to him last summer saying that he had to get his head right and be a better teammate. Um, ooh, promote him expeditiously. There we go. Ooh, some accountability. Okay, JB. All right, JB. Okay. Some accountability for once in this, in this, in this, you know, freaking locker room. Told him what kind of man you want to be. Like that. That white man ain't doing that. So you do a good black voice. Come on. Come on. Yeah, like that. Let's see that. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, like, if, you know, JB is, you know, letting guys know what it is off rip, you know, that's something that it didn't seem like Thibs really had the balls to do. Um, Shocker. That man needs to be my head coach. I'm tired of this shit. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, JB is right, though. He's right. right. He, he 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 did have to get his head right. He did have to be a better teammate. Last year was one of the worst showings by a Knicks star in terms of leadership, um, and like just being a teammate. Um, between all the meltdowns, all the freaking explosions versus the refs versus different players. I mean, after that, the one after the Jazz game last year was so bizarre, so bizarre. And that's when I knew, like, something is clearly not right with him. Um, but looks like he took what JB took to heart. You know, we've seen less of um, all of the bad shit that we saw last year with him in terms of being a bad teammate, um, getting into it with, you know, the refs and whatnot. 
and players. Oh man, the Cam Johnson thing last year. Woo! Don't want to relive that moment ever again. But yeah, um, it looks like he took what JB had to say to heart. Um, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Good to see. It's it shows that you know his voice is respected. Um, and yeah. Back to the all-star team shit. Just like, <laughs> golly, I don't know how the hell. Uh, well, who's making these decisions, though? That's what, that's what I want to know. I just Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday made the fucking all-star team since the second Barack Obama term. And we Dog, this- like this is not 2013. Why is Drew Holiday making all-star teams? He moving us like that? Like, come on. Like okay, nineteen and seven on like what the second seed in the in the East, whatever. I really don't care like all that much, but like, man, when you look at like Jalen Brunson, what he done, what he's done for the Knicks this year, it's like remarkable. And like, what he had like eleven thirty point games this year. Eleven. Um, yep. I don't Drew, know, man. Drew Drew wild to me. Drew Holiday, man. Drew Holiday, man. I never thought Drew Holiday would ever see an all-star game again, but yet here we are. What has happened to this great league? We used we used to be a family league. Shit is crazy. We let in 56 true shoot and get to the all-star team. Like, God damn. Huh. <sighs> I'm sick. Anyway. Let's continue. Um, yeah, Hawkeye 420 says Jeff tweeted earlier the fact that we don't Move the ball like this with Brunson. Yeah. True. Um, it's a lot of people are saying, you know, JB, like he holds the ball so much. I, I do think a part of it is Thibs and the way that Thibs wants to use JB, but I, I feel like he has to, he has to bring, the, he has, as a coach, it is your job to be able to make the best of both worlds happen of when your best player is injured as well as, the play style of the team when they are healthy. Like there has to be a healthy balance of isolation and ball movement. Um, There is not that with this team as of now, but you know, hopefully things can change. I don't have hope that things will change because again, the coach is not changing, which is what would have to change for things to change. Yep. I said change a lot. But it's true. Uh, all right, let me see. Um. Okay. Well, Clyde Frazier. Interesting way to spell Frazier, though. Um. Sorry if I missed it, but was D Rose a DMP CD? Yes, he was. Will he only play if IQ goes down? Where are the odds D Rose has played his last game in the next uni? Um. Um. Like. Like he is the he, that is, that is it is the betting favorite that he has played his last game as a Nick. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because they're making a deal at the deadline. He's going out. See ya, Dara girls. Thanks for 2020-21. That game two was special. It was. It was indeed. Um, it will always be remembered. Last time the Knicks won a playoff game. You're muted. Okay. I pulled the stamp. Shit. At least it wasn't eight years ago. Like, eh, I'll take it. Feels like eight years ago. I mean, yeah, shit, you're right. (laughs) Shit, you're right. God damn. Ugh. Feels like eight years ago. Um, Hawkeye 420 says we need... We need my re- they, we we need my reaction for the trade deadline stream um for any Lou Dort shit. <laughs> um, I'll try to call in on my phone if I'm like commuting home or some shit. I'll yeah. probably be at, what what day is the trade deadline? Nice. It's uh next week Thursday. And it's like it's easier like it, the trade deadline's usually in the afternoon right at like three or something. Yeah, I think like three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Damn, that's like right when I get off work. Yep, three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So like yeah, probably. I'd have to like call in on my phone or some shit, but I would not be, I would not be home at all. I will be on my way home from work. If we not, were, or still at work. We will probably just recap it the day after because we have, there's a dead, um, we play the seventh and then we play the 10th. So we probably just recap it like 
Yeah. But I will tweet out my face of when there is a crazy trade. I will tweet out my yeah. face from the Lou Dort reaction. So I can't use my phone during work, so like you'll just get a stream of consciousness after I see everything. Yeah. Like when the Goldberg trade happened, and I didn't see it for like three hours, and I came back and I was like, why the hell are people trading the GDV of a small nation for Rupert Rudy Gobert? So like you'll you'll it'll be good content to watch. I have a I have a prep last period, so maybe I can I can tap in and see what's going on. Um let's see. So Chris Bernhard says, who does DeRozan have captured in his basement? Like he's gotta have a real <laughs> like he gotta have the real reason why MJ played baseball. So I he got these coaches in a chokehold. I don't know why. I think it's because like the I don't know. I'm I'm guessing it's because like t- the coaches they game plan against him so much. Like they're just like, you know what, out of respect, they like gave it to him, but like I don't know. Well, so it's clearly is it's his team is actually mean just out there getting paid to be a Calvin Klein model. Like that's filthy. Like, golly, man. DeMar DeRozan making it just feel wild. Like that might be the worst one. DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, Jared Jackson Jr. are all under surveillance. Whoa, Pelicans have lost 10 straight? Yeah, dude. They've been ass. I know they lost Zion, but like, man, really? Yep. That bad? Yep. Oh, man. They were going right. to lose this game because they just flew, they flew in, but like. Oh. But, like, it shouldn't have been that close. The Mavericks were fucking point shaving. Damn, they was, they was, they was the, there was the one seed at one point this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's insane to me. Yep. Yes. Like, I don't think they even going to make a trade, though. Like, they got to wait for Doozy to get healthy first. Yeah, this is, this is nuts. I mean, is I didn't even go play the All-Star game at this point? Nah, it's gonna be another injury replacement. Um, yep. Speaking of which, one who's Jalen Brunson's gonna replace for injury? Because you know there's gonna be one coming. There's still enough time. Uh, Drew Holiday. <laughs> you know, you know there's gonna be one at least. I think it's like does does Drew is Drew is um Brunson gonna be like the first replacement? Or will it be like Harden, Harden Pascal? Trey. Also, thank you, NBA coaches, for not putting dirty ass Pascal in the damn All Star game. All the Raptors fans want to talk about. Look at the numbers he puts up. Look at the numbers he puts up. Shut up, it's man! Like, he, he got like, one move, with, and it's this. Ah, that's one move. Like Pascal getting in would have been the equivalent of Demar getting in. Like, like if your team is like all the way down there, like just don't even like be upset that you didn't get an All Star. Like. Listen, Pascal not making it, Trey not making it. If this is the new era of racism, I need that racism. I like it. Oh my gosh. I, I need it. This is this is this is my this is my this is my greatest day. Like this, I felt so happy. I was like, ah, he ain't making we all and they gonna be on Canadian bus. You don't give a shit. What the fuck is a kilometer? <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Um. So yeah, we got the Clippers on Saturday in MSG. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see if you know they're fully healthy for that matchup because they gonna play know, their ass off. I mean, lately as I've been looking at box scores, Kawhi and Paul George have both been playing, and Kawhi been, been hooping, and Kawhi's been hooping. He's been playing really well. Norman Powell's been hooping. He's been playing really well. That's a prime candidate for someone to really like shoot us out the gym in MSG. Yeah, he be lighting it up. Yep. So that is someone that I am like really nervous about. Like I know Kawhi's gonna do his thing. I know Paul. He got fifteen right now, dog. And yeah, I know that's exactly why I said that because I'm I'm looking at the box score right now and I know he's cooking off the bench. Oof. Also, All Star point guard Drew Holiday got zero six with two free throws. He a negative. He a minus twenty right now. That's your All Star NBA. 
That's the dude you want representing your product at the NBA, at the All-Star Games. in Salt Lake City, mind you. I know why he got it. He got a white wife. Oh, my gosh. God, because ain't no way. Ain't no way you telling me Drew Holiday made an All-Star team off merit. They was like, if you got a white wife, you can't, you get, you get to come to the All-Star team. They were like, we want no, we want less, the less black people in the city, the better. <laughs> they just couldn't, they had to get LeBron in. They had no choice. But like, otherwise, what, we want the milkman. You, you got Jokic, you got Sabonis, you got Markinen. They, they got the white man and they got the milkman of the black race. Oh, man. Dr. Umar right. rolling in his grave as we speak. In his grave, mind you, the man is still alive. <laughs> Anyways, um, hopefully we can beat the Clippers. Um, that's that's a matchup that we've 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 been pretty okay against. I think the last couple of years we've beat them a decent amount. So like, they also haven't been always fully healthy when we play them. So that's one thing. So it's gonna be interesting to see how. We handle the Kawhi Paul George dynamic and like the guys that feed off of them. You know, the next they make every game interesting. So, you know, I can't even say that we're gonna get like absolutely um I mean we might get absolutely crushed. That's always a possibility too. But like I don't think we'll do any of the crushing. Um but yeah, that's on Saturday. We'll be back post game after that game. Um Check out everything Strickland related in the description. We got links to the site, merch, Patreon, and Twitter. All great ways to support us. We're also on Instagram at thestrick.land. Um, we'll be back on Saturday. Everyone enjoy your Friday. Peace out. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.